the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, the station, or its advertisers. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Jesse Gastan. He's the host of Way of Grace, a pastor and a community leader. He's a teacher and an inspiration. He's Lifeline's own Jesse Gastan. I want to welcome you to a brand new year, January 9th, 2023. Got some feedback going on there. So yeah, um, it's truly me. Glad to be with you on this uh, cool Monday evening. Um, This is the second week out of 52 weeks in the year. We've got 50 more weeks to go. um, And I hope that you are raring to go, ready to go committed to go and uh, and want to join me on uh, another spiritual excursion throughout this year where God, if he is pleased to use us to contemplate, to focus, to fixate, to drive down, drill down, uh, press into the reality of things according to God, that is the truth of his word as it is in Jesus the Christ. Remember what our master said. He that is my disciple will continue in my word and he shall know the truth and the truth will set him free. Whomsoever the son shall set free shall be free indeed. And you and I know that we have been engaged in a fierce, fierce, fierce battle of the truth over the last three, four years. And um, I might even say with the ad that just recently uh, occurred with uh, the late Pope Benedict uh, passing, as you heard the commentator making expression of his unique uh, and uh, specific mode of bulls and and dogmas and, and uh, if you will, his 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 scholarly skill sets and setting forth what he believes to be the truth. One thing, there are many more, but one thing I would certainly agree with him upon, and that would be, ladies and gentlemen, objective truth, real, concrete, objective, universal, um, normative morals and ethics in a universe that is created by a God by whom all these things that are made reflects his immutability, unchangeability, his infinitude, his excellence, his order, his exquisiteness, his simplicity, his holiness, righteousness, his faithfulness to his creation. Uh, We look at it right through the proper lens, through the lens of objective reality and truth, undistorted by our own opinions and subjective predilections and assumptions of what reality is, then we can see the true and the living God written on the pages of the sky, the land, the sea, and everything that we do. Because the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament says handiwork. There's no place where his line is not drawn forth or their voice is not heard by them that have ears to hear and eyes 
to see. Jesse Gistin is your host today. Very excited to be with you in this year, 2023. Again, I say very excited moving into another year of life for myself as well as you. And uh, again, I still think it's been somewhere around 20 years that I have I have been sort of tinkering with the Monday show uh, by the good hand of uh, my friend Craig Roberts, who runs the helm throughout the rest of the week. And uh, uh, two strange birds of a feather we are, but it somehow has been working out. I am thankful for the mercy of God to be able to come to you with hard truths, difficult truths, challenging truths. But I think up to this point, um, I have done my part in what I'm going to tell you again today must be done. The lights must be cut on. Men must see God's glory. Men must traffic in reality. Men must submit to the truth. Men must bow to the word of God. Men must expose the unfruitful works of darkness. Men must labor to enter into the kingdom of God. Men must cast down every stronghold and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of the truth. This must be done. And with that, I am going to be inviting you to join me um, on this particular weekend uh, on Saturday at Valley Bible Church. If you're not doing anything this Saturday, your boy will be dropping it at the uh, Valley Bible Church Men's Breakfast in Hercules, California. Um, they asked me to uh, be the keynote speaker and I'll be there. We'll be there. I think it starts somewhere between nine and 10 o'clock for breakfast and we'll be preaching from 10 to 11 and be doing some Q&A. I will be talking about the work of opening the eyes of the blind. The work to which the church is called and opening up the eyes of the blind. I will be coming out of John chapter nine, where, I, where our master says he must work the works of him that sent him while it is day. The night comes when no one can work. And I'm going to be dealing with four categories of blindness. Four categories of blindness I'm going to be dealing with extracted from John chapter four set forth in expository preaching and prophetically telling you and I that we are living in a multi-dimensional blindness of a culture, a multi-dimensional blindness of a culture. And the church is called to be the light in that darkness. That means it is the vehicle by which God works to bring revelatory insight into humanity when it willfully and willingly turns away its ears and eyes from the truth. It walks in darkness, it walks in blindness and loves it. And the goal of the church is not to simply cater to, agree with, compromise, concede to darkness. This is why I appreciate the uh, the Benedict who's passed on uh, where he is. Only God knows. But I appreciate him in this sense. He made sure that Mr. Joe Biden didn't make it to his funeral. That is something, isn't it? A request was made that the Biden administration and particularly President Biden does not show up to the Pope's funeral. Now, I, I can tell you, you know, you can have all kind of opinions about about the uh, Catholic papacy or you want. The history is filled with all of their controversies. That's not what I'm here to deal with. I am, however, very glad that somebody had the integrity beyond the grave not to do what Scripture says. You do not justify the wicked and condemn the righteous. You do not justify the wicked and condemn the righteous. And I must say that that's what's been going on in our nation for a long time, particularly over these last four years. 
and to sit at a table or in a conference or in a meeting, if you will, with all kinds of nefarious characters that you and I know stick their fist in God's face, deny God's imago Dei and human beings, engage in, promote in the destruction of humanity from the baby in the womb to the oldest person on the planet with MAID, if you will, that is uh, assisted suicide for the uh, medical assisted suicide for those who feel like they're ready to leave this life. When you are promoting a culture of death from the womb to the tomb, I don't want you at my funeral either, particularly if I am a saint to represent the truth and God is the truth. He is the true and the living God and death is a consequence of sin, and we ought to never be promoters of sin or death. This is why yours truly, whenever I get on the mic or whenever I speak to anyone, I'm passionate about telling you the truth, whether you like it or not. And today, our program is going to be no different. A little bit on on the line, you and I are going to have to praise Mr. Elon Musk because God has used him to open the eyes of many willing, blind citizens on the planet. Citizens who were willingly blinded out of fear bought the government narrative, bought the government narrative, but they cannot get away from their own words. That is to say, the government clearly engaged in censorship, clearly engaged in stifling conversation, stifling dissent. The government clearly engaged in holding back enough evidence, enough dialogue, enough debate, enough science to have everybody on the planet exercising real caution about this thing called the COVID jab. It's going to be explicitly set forth on this program because when Elon Musk bought Twitter, many of you know this, boy, I'll tell you what, All of the lights were cut on and we discovered all kinds of things our government was doing. Now they're silent, aren't they? You don't hear them. But the media is complicit in this, too. This is why we tell you over and over and over again, your media is nothing but a mouthpiece, an orifice for a narrative controlled by multiple government entities, along with businesses. This is called corporatocracy. Our nations are sold out by and large. Men and women are not operating in our Congress at the level of the Constitution. This is why you and I are are uneasy with the policies that come out of Washington and Sacramento. We are headed for a fight. We are in one, have been in one for a while, and you need to wake up too. So this is why I want to encourage you. If you are a man, come on out and join us this Saturday at um, Valley Bible Church because we're going to be dropping it. I'm telling you, it's going to be hot pancakes, eggs, uh, sausages, all of the cookings. And we're going to be dealing deeply with four categories of blindness to which the church is called to do precisely what Jesus did, the apostles did, and yours yours truly is doing right now. Um, Before we go to the break, let me give you a scripture to meditate on because this is just one that just keeps popping up every time I read any kind of narrative about what the government says we should be doing. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 1 and 2. And we'll meditate on this as we unpack Elon Musk and other things on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Here it is. Moses says, you shall not raise a false report. You shall not raise a false report. Put not your hand with the wicked and the rich to be an unrighteous witness. Don't be lying no matter how much money it costs. 
I'm going to unpack that shortly. You shall not follow a multitude to do evil. Neither shall you speak in a cause to decline after God's word. God told Israel when they came out of Egypt, don't live like the Egyptians. Don't be lying because you're afraid of power. Don't use power to control people. Use truth to control people. Use love to control people. Don't fear power. And, but one person has all the power, and that's called God. David said it in the Psalms. Once have I heard, twice has it been spoken. All power belongs unto God. Every other power is a usurped power, and it is an unrighteous power. We are not to fear it. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host is Jesse Gistin. The number one triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are. The time is five twenty one on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We have an hour and a half to go. The number is one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. As we are stating before we went to the break, I was talking to you about God's admonition to you and I never to join any group to lie against the truth just because that group has power. Now, this is a strong admonition uh, against being so completely wrapped up in politics that your politics fundamentally makes you immoral. Now, those of you who have been following me for years on this Monday edition, you know I have been warning you about the dialectical process, the diaprax of being wrapped up in the left-right narrative, because that is conflict theory rooted in Marxism, and it has actually ran amok in our government on both the Republican and the Democrat side. We know that by now. Significant numbers of Republicans are rhinos. Uh, even almost a whole multitude of Democrats with one or two here or there are completely sold out to Marxist socialism in our country. They despise God's word. They despise the Constitution. They despise life. They despise reality and therefore they despise truth. And so we are in a battle with them, a battle not of flesh and blood, but of truth, of ideas, of propositions, of reality, of wisdom, traditions, and of submission to what God has given to us in what we call the depository of truth, the scriptures. We are in a major battle today because our country is like the nation of Israel. Israel found itself so wicked, so ungodly, so perverse after many hundreds of years of God telling them, don't you be like the heathen, that he had to put them out of the land, 587 BC to 586 BC, driven into Babylon after starting in about 617, 622 uh, BC with the 10 northern tribes driven by the Assyrians out of their own land because they were pagan. And where you and I are today is in that same way. The vast majority of the wicked men and women in our nation that despises reality, that denies God as creator, that's willing to kill babies in the womb, cut children up as soon as they get somewhat confused about their gender, or if they get deceived about it by the very purveyors of education today, want to destroy the binary distinction between men and women that is ontological and immutable, no matter how many gender pronouns you want to put on the title of human beings. The reality is God made them male and female in the image of God created he him, he them, in the image of God created he him. And again, 
If anything, that is exactly what the previous Pope Benedict was setting forth in his dogmas and teachings for many years, a basic traditional view of life, of God, of humanity in that regard. And uh, nothing could be said of any remote comparison between him and the present Pope. And that's why he said he doesn't want Biden showing up. I don't blame him. Now, I've been sharing with you for the longest the nature of the devil and you need to know this because the devil is the one constantly uh, woofy doing the whole world. And the world loves darkness, so they love when the devil comes with lies and machinations and distortions because they gobble it up like candy. Jesus said in John chapter 3, verse 19, verse, yeah, 19, men love darkness. They don't tolerate it. They love darkness. Men love darkness rather than light. They will not come to the light. That means when they lie to us, like our government has done over the last uh, four years, and you can say, Pastor, that's been the last 40. Well, maybe the last 100. But definitely over the last three or four years, they love darkness. And when darkness comes, and the enemy loves to come first with his darkness, but Proverbs 18, 17 tells us, he that is first in his own cause only appears to be just. Now, that's the tactic of your adversary, the devil. He will come to you with a proposition and he will swear he's telling you the whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help him, the devil. But in reality, he's lying and he's hurrying up and trying to get you to buy the bait because guess what? His neighbor is coming. Now, the neighbor that's coming is the neighbor that actually knows the facts. And the neighbor that comes will say, hey, wait a minute, let's stand before the judge and lay out all the evidence and let's see whether or not you're telling the truth, you who are coming with your own cause. So you and I have been talking about what's been going on ever since COVID started all the way up to now about all the different lies and things that have been going on. And our blessed Savior, I told you, you can you can kill the two witnesses, but they're going to rise again from the dead because they're truth tellers. You really cannot kill them. Read John chapter, Matthew chapter 28. It's very clear. They paid to lie about Jesus being risen from the dead. They paid, they paid compromising men and women because they had control, power, and fear to lie about the resurrection of Christ. But the grave could not hold him back. Why? Because he was the truth incarnate. And the Bible's very clear. A false witness speaks lies, but a true witness will continue to speak. You can try to kill Robert F. Kennedy Jr. You can try to kill Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Pierre Corey, Dr. Simone Gold, the AFLD team, and hundreds of other scientists. And lately, Asim Mahotra, Aaron Cariotti, Jay Buttercheria, Scott Allen, and many, many more. You can try to kill Miss Judy Mikovich, but the reality is you can't kill the truth. You can try to kill Big Dale Big Tree um, over there on the high wire. But the reality is the devil knows that he has a short period of time. When he's cast down, he comes with all of his smoke and mirrors. He moves all of humanity when you're not rooted and grounded in the truth. And we buy it for a minute. But here come the truth soldiers going to jail, being censored, being uh, attacked ad hominently, uh, being told that they don't have the science being told don't listen to them because they're outliers, when they're the top scientists on the planet, when they are the most learned and uh, decorated and peer-reviewed and knowledgeable and indefatigable uh, workers on the planet, 
the men and women that have labored to lay down the precedent of good science and good medicine were told to be outliers by the very people who were the outliers themselves. Dr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Kirsch, um, and others, uh, many of them that were working with the CDC, FDA, NIH, and others are now scattering like roaches because their agenda did not work. Almost 50% of people, ladies and gentlemen, 50% now believe that the jab has injured or killed someone they know. You know what that means? Every other person you meet secretly will say, you know, I, I think something wrong with that jab. I, I think it's doing something to somebody. That's because we told you from the beginning there were problems with it. And Pfizer, which is one of the biggest crooks on the planet, lied, gamed the data and tried to hide it. But thankfully, we have a judicial system that was forced by Freedom of Information Act and great lawyer institutions that were the neighbor that came and exposed all of these criminals for what they were doing. And you and I are now are you and I are hearing the truth as an aroma running through the air. And uh, you and I have the opportunity now to to submit to the reality that. We can no longer sit here and, and, and buy into the false narrative that your government is giving. The majority of American citizens are now saying no, even to the jab. Only 12 percent of people are even contemplating it. You see, um, we know now that the government has lied to us and we are no longer closing our eyes and ears to what we are seeing and hearing. This is what I meant by the work I'm going to be preaching on on Saturday at Valley Bible Church in Hercules this Saturday at, at, at nine o'clock till 12 breakfast, men's breakfast at Valley Bible Church. The work that the church is called to do is to cut the light lights on by proclaiming the truth in every category of life. You don't put the church on an Indian reservation and divide the church into some kind of little uh, realm of religion while the rest of the world goes to hell in a handbasket by all of these institutions that are predicated largely upon making money, power, and uh, and denying of the truth. That's God's word plainly said. Only 12% of people are still buying the lie. And we're hoping that one day that 12 stops. Because there, there is, is very clear the implications. It's so ubiquitous. So the evidence is so full. Enough soldiers have risen, risen up and dealt with it under the microscope. Dealt with it in the pathological evaluation of the dead bodies. Dealt with it over and over again. That uh, we're praying for the NFL player Demar Hamlin because we are fairly sure by some of the highest doctors who have followed the pathology of myocarditis in the athletes, and I've told you about that as well, the, 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 the healthiest people are in the most danger because of the nature of this jab and its lip, uh, lipid nanoparticles and that spike protein running everywhere in the body instead of where it should have been. Many other problems with it besides, but it's very clear. And Pfizer knew it and the CDC knew it and it's on the CDC website. If anybody wants to look, they're playing it down. But the reality is last year till now, over 500 athletes around the world fell down under uh, uh, heart conditions because of myocarditis and they all were vaccinated. More than 92%, 92% of athletes succumbed to the forced jab. And now we have a pathetic scenario of people doing this all over the playing field in all sports, whether it's coaches, referees, or athletes falling down. And now nobody wants to say anything. And nobody wants to follow the trail to see what the fundamental and logical causality is. Ladies and gentlemen, do not be afraid of the truth. 
Be afraid of the God who punishes those who are not willing to tell the truth. The number is one 888 When we come back, we're going to hear it in their own words. Shut those people up, the government said on Twitter. You shut down all those people that are opposing our narrative. Now, that's unconstitutional. It's criminal. And when people die... It's exceedingly evil. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we're back to time 536 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. You can begin to prepare to call if you want to chat, dialogue, have some observations or um, ask some questions. one 367-5329. The pit was opened by Elon Musk when he purchased uh, Twitter. And the stench of a corporatocratic corruption ascended out of the bottomless pit into the atmosphere of the blogosphere. And we heard what we always knew and verified what we were what we were told was not the truth. We heard what we always knew and verified what we were told was not the truth. The government government is not intermelling with media. The government is not behind the scenes telling uh, media what to say. Yes, they were. Yes, they are. Says Noam Chomsky. For a long time, Operation Mockingbird is still going on. The weaponizing of technology and surveillance, thanks to Eric Snowden. NSA turned on dissenting Americans who are far more concerned about reality and facts than compromise in a false peace that is hall that is the hallmark of Marxist propaganda. The weaponizing of technology and surveillance turned on dissenting American citizens by our government who are far more concerned about reality and and facts. That's where I am. I want reality. I want facts. Don't lie to me. I'm not going to buy your propaganda. Christians are not made to live on lies, live not by lies. This is, I've been going through several of the Holocaust survivor um, uh, testimonies, and I'm going to be writing a kind of uh, thesis on the methodology that was used to set those uh, Jewish people up, as well as many others who died uh, under the horrific, horrific, horrific totalitarian fascist agenda of, uh, of, of Hitler and his SS and the wickedness that went on then, because there are parallels between it and now especially around emergency use authority, especially around disease and uncleanness, especially around using human beings as guinea pigs in their laboratory for their research and then discarding them as useless eaters. This is where you and I are now. You may not want to believe it. God knows I'm telling the truth. Um, Our government learned well from Hitler and China and from Russia, I'm sure, and have employed these same tactics on its own people, a medical emergency at a global level to cover for atrocious violations of Americans' rights. How many rights have been violated? And the key mechanism by which this kind of harm can be sustained by government mafia is censorship. The key mechanism by which this kind of harm can be sustained by the government mafia is censorship. See, if you can just shut everyone down, 
flank, if you can put up firewalls where truth can't get in, then people will just be mesmerized by the mainstream narrative. Uh, that's why you're in bad shape if you think you're hearing the truth from the mainstream narrative. Here's my, my thesis before we go to an article that's going to plainly say it. Here's my thesis for today. When a system is corrupt, when a leadership is corrupt, like the proverb says, if the leaders are wicked, the people are going to be wicked. Now, here's what God means by that. If a system is corrupt, it will, by its very nature, systemically force corrupt policies. Did you follow that? You're in classroom today. If a system is corrupt, it will by its very nature systemically force corrupt policies. This will compel and force the people involved in those systems to themselves be corrupted. This is top-down corruption. The leaders are intentionally and conspiratorially corrupt, and the servant workers are compromised at the moral and ethical level because they got to pay the bills. Today, They've got to try to keep their jobs. And so when unjust policies, unconstitutional policies, wicked policies, anti-humanistic policies are imposed upon the society through systems, everyone has to ask themselves now, do they love life? Do they believe in truth? Do they fear God? Because you might lose your job. This is what the present bill that passed in the in the Congress here in Sacramento um, concerning doctors being quiet and not saying anything in terms of their own opinions about this jab. This is a terrible thing. This is what, again, uh, Yuri Bismanov said is the demoralization of a culture. These are the effects of the demoralization of a culture. One, the government is long time sick in this way, a.k.a. Um, John F. Kennedy. The government is sick. The military, uh, the military government industrial complex. That's what he said. The military is long time sick this way. A.K. President, A.K.A. President Eisenhower. He made it plain. Beware of the military industrial complex and all of the nefarious characters that have entered into it. Then you have the medical industry. It's sick in this way. It's sick in this way. The FDA, Food Drug Administration, and the CDC and other institutions have been harming Americans for the longest, a.k.a. Judy Mikovits and um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. The media is longtime viciously sick in this way, telling you all kinds of lies, a.k.a. Noam Chomsky. The educational system is sick this way. Heather McDonald and many others. The dear sister is sharp. She's a PhD in education. He said the system is rotten to the core. Diversity, equity, inclusion, the woke doctrine will utterly destroy education and open the minds of our children up to absolute demonic control. The entertainment industry is long time sick in this way. Uh, actor Woods made this plain just a couple months ago, but there are many actors coming out now recognizing that Hollywood is swallowed up by the devil's doctrine as well. The American religious institutions are lap dogs in this same way. If you took any money by the, from the government to be complicit with this whole agenda, it's the same thing that Nazi Germany did. Again, I'm, I'm telling you that I've been watching these uh, confessors, these Jewish people who were in the Holocaust, and they talked about every stage of it, from the propaganda to the separation, to the isolation, to the fear tactics, to the uh, micro punishment, to the macro punishment to how the survivors had to work together to survive. 
I heard one today, two hours long, broke my heart. The lady said, we could have stopped this if we would have stood up at the first. We could have stopped this if we would have just stood up at the first. It was not a big movement at the first. It was only about 10% of people buying into this discriminatory policy that Hitler was putting down. But the people didn't stop it because they were prospering and they were making money and they were living very convenient lives, as is the case today in America. The lady said we could have stopped. She was talking about her own family being very wealthy, Jewish family, wealthy in um in Germany, and uh, her family did not want to leave its wealth. When people were warning them, hey, they're going to they're, they're gonna come, they're going to take your property, they're going to take your goods, they're going to separate your husband, he's on the hit list because he's too smart, they're going to separate your kids, you need to get out. And they kept justifying that we got to be here because we got all these goods, we got all these riches, we got all this material, and one day it was just too late. One day it was just too late. Uh, our theme this year is arise, move and go. Arise, move and go. And I'm talking to the people of God everywhere that's listening to my voice about how to listen to the Lord and be alert for the evil that is around them and be ready to move and go. Get out of the line of fire. Get out of the sight of the scope. Position yourself, reposition yourself so that you can survive and you can help other people survive. That is, in essence, what we're going to talk about this Saturday. As Jesus says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day because the night comes and there is no work to be done. At that point, all people are going to do is be crying and praying. Just crying and praying. This is why God says, come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of the Babylonian whore, whore and do not be touched by the unclean thing because the curse will come and it will impact us too. It's already happening, quite frankly, if you think about it. We're experiencing what the economists had said at the beginning of COVID, escalating prices. We're experiencing um, uh, loss of jobs. We're experiencing what the psychiatrists have said concerning uh, major anxiety, depression, and all kinds of disorders of that nature. It's happening exactly as they stated. We're experiencing what the word of God has told you. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. You need to be alert. You need to be vigilant. You need to be circumspect. You need to make sure that you don't touch the unclean thing, lest you, lest you receive of her plagues as well. And, uh, and so here we are. So I'm going to be taking a break here. And then I come back. We're going to read again one of these glorious tweets where the government actually did go behind the scenes, talk to Twitter, Facebook, and and uh, and Google to say, hey, you guys need to punish those people. They got caught, didn't they? one 367 Again, if you are my, my disciples, you will continue in my word. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we're back. Time is uh, 5.51 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We're a speed back. The White House COVID censorship machine. 
the White House COVID censorship machine. There's a certain point at which the media can't even continue to be complicit, even though we know it's been sold out too. After a while, the Washington Times and, and other uh, institutions have to just set the facts out, particularly when you have brave governors like the governor in uh, Louisiana and grave uh, attorney generals who are willing to actually go after the government when they get enough information that the government has functioned unconstitutionally. With our attorney in Missouri, uh, in, in the Missouri versus Biden case, I published an article in the Wall Street Journal today. This is um, uh, Aaron Cariotti, MD. I'm going to have him on the show probably sometime this month. Uh, they fired him from his job at uh, UC Irvine. He was uh, the um, he was the uh, the uh, medical he was the uh, health director at that university. And when he was um, telling them that the protocol for uh, this so-called COVID pandemic uh, shutting everybody down was never done in history, it's not the right way to go. He joined in with uh, with uh, Jay Budachari and um, Scott Atlas and a few more when they wrote what is called the Great Barrington Declaration. We went through that in our church during that time, and we completely agree with the methodology: isolate the most vulnerable, protect them and uh, and and let uh, let the healthy citizens uh, embrace and absorb this thing until we find out really what it is you don't shut down business and destroy homes and communities and jobs and families the way they did uh, New Jersey being the greatest example of a massive debacle on that. But in any way, they fired him and we've discovered why. Listen to what it said. Newly released, released documents show that the White House has played a major role in censoring Americans on social media. Email exchanges between Rob Flaherty, the White House director of digital media and social media executive prove the companies put COVID censorship policies in place in response to relentless coercive pressure from the White House. Relentless coercive pressure from the White House, not voluntary. The emails emerged January 6th in the discovery of the phase of Missouri versus Biden, a free speech case uh, brought by the attorney general of Missouri and Louisiana, bless them, and four private plaintiffs represented by the new Civil Liberties Alliance. On March 14, 2021, Mr. Flaherty emailed a Facebook executive whose names we redacted as a courtesy with the subject line, you are hiding the ball. And a link to a uh, to a Washington Post article about Facebook's own research into the spread of ideas that contribute to vaccine hesitancy. Now, look at the way they frame this. This is called Newspeak by um, the uh, um, the author of um, 1984. Remember what um, what the the 1984 uh, language was all about. Uh, changing policies, redefining terms, and using new speak. This is how you transform a society into taking old definitions of things, throwing them out, and putting in new ones. He says here, contributing to vaccine hesitancy. As the paper put it, I think there is a misunderstanding. Now, this is the government speaking to Facebook. The executive wrote back, I don't think this is a misunderstanding, says Mr. Flaherty from uh, the White House. 
You can see them already bantering. We are gravely concerned that your service is one of the top drivers of vaccine hesitancy. Now, this is Mr. Flaherty working for the White House saying this to Facebook. Doesn't this sound like a kind of threat, a compulsory threat? We are gravely concerned that your service is one of the top drivers of vaccine hesitancy, period. This is what he puts in his email. We want to know that you're trying. We want to know how we can help. And we want to know that you're not playing a shell game. This would all be a lot easier if you would just be straight with us. Doesn't this sound like the mafia just kind of pushing you up against the wall and telling you that if you don't comply, they're going to do something to you? On March 21st, after failing to placate Mr. Flaherty, the Facebook executive sent an email detailing the company's planned policy changes. They included removing vaccine misinformation and reducing the virality of content discouraging vaccines that does not contain actionable misinformation. Facebook characterized this material as often true. It does. See, so misinformation, just in case you don't know, is never about whether a thing is true or not. It's simply whether or not it conforms to the mainstream narrative. They don't care nothing about truth. This is the very definition of vaccine uh, misinformation right now. It's not about truth. It's about whether or not it conforms to the mainstream narrative, theirs, the jab is safe and effective. And if it doesn't, it's called misinformation. But it used to be misinformation. Now it's the truth. Listen to what else he goes on to say. Facebook pledged to remove these groups, pages, and accounts when they are disproportionately promoting this sensationalized content. Now, I know that's true, you guys. Do you know why? They shut me down for four months in 72 countries. They told me I was propagating misinformation when I laid out some 15, 17 presentations with exposition biblically after the presentation to show you what the Bible says about um, a neo-Marxist socialist tyrannical control over people's lives by fear and threat. We unpacked this for four and a half to five months, and they shut us down. But they've let us back on now, and I'm still telling the truth. In that exchange, Mr. Flaherty demanded to know what Facebook was doing to limit the spread of a viral content. On WhatsApp, a private message app, especially given its reach in immigrant communities and communities of colors, see, I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to tell you black folk and you colored folk and you Latino folk, your government is racist against you. What I mean by that is the lie they have been telling you that you need to blame the white man down the street or 400 years ago or 100 years ago. That's smoke and mirrors. They have deceived you. The Biden administration right now is deceiving black people. I've shared some of these uh, videos with people who wanted it, medical racism, medical tyranny, the medical institutions have been marking uh, poor black people and Latino people and Indian people and African people for decades and poisoning them with drugs. This is very clear, but we don't know that. So we're still bowing to the machinations and deceptive practices of our government. And we're calling them the good guys when people like me are called the bad guys. In that exchange, Mr. Flaherty demanded to know what Facebook was doing to limit the spread of viral content on these particular platforms. The company responded three weeks later with a lengthy list of promises. Listen to this before I take a break. On April 9th, 
Mr. Flaherty asked, what actions and changes you're making to ensure you're not making our country's vaccine hesitancy problem worse? He faulted the company for insufficient zeal in earlier efforts to control political speech. In the electoral context, you're tested, you're, you're tested and deployed an algorithmic shift that promoted quality news and information about the election. You only did this, however, after an election that had helped increase skepticism in and an insurrection, which was plotted in large part by your platform, and then you turned it back off. I want some assurance based on data that you are not doing the same thing again. Executives response understood Al Hitler. This is your government, ladies and gentlemen. This is your government talking to a public institution about what it should do to manipulate the masses of human beings from being able to hear free information so that we can make an informed opinion about something that was not tested and proven. The jab was not tested and proven before it was given. Don't listen to anybody lying telling you it was. It was not. And this is why we have the debacle we do today. It's so absolutely clear. On April 14th, Mr. Flaherty pressed the executive about why the top post about vaccine today is who is Tucker Carlson <laughs> saying they don't work. <laughs> Tucker Carlson has actually been t putting on almost all of the guys that I've given to you who I call the good guys. And they've been giving him the facts. And he says, I can see it. These jabs don't work. Ladies and gentlemen, open your mind, open your eyes. You can't have something that was supposed to be given one time. And then you're told two. And then you're told three. And then you're told every six months for the rest of your life. And it's supposed to work. Somebody's lying. It's the Monday edition of Lifeline. Still two lines open. one 367 1-888-367-5329. So much more. But the Lord willing, we've got 50 more weeks to go. Um, I'm going to come back. We're going to start taking some phone calls and I'll, I'll dab a little bit more on information with you. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Hope you appreciate what I'm doing while I'm able to do it. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. All right, we are indeed back. We're on the second side of the uh, program. And if you just joined us, I do want to invite you to come out on this Saturday to uh, to join us men in a healthy time of proclamation of truth. Keynote speaker Jesse Gistin, yours truly will be dropping the truth claims that our master laid out in John chapter 9. I must work the works of him that sent me until... Uh, uh, until I can, until it's night. Once the night comes, there is nothing that can be done. We're called to that same urgency. We are also called to be the body of Christ, supernaturally endowed with the capacity to preach in such a way as to open the eyes of the blind. This is God's admonition uh, and commission given to Paul in Acts chapter 20, uh, uh, 25 as well, that he was to turn men from darkness to Christ and to open the eyes of the blind. Now, we can't do that ourselves. The Spirit of God must do it through the preaching of the gospel of the person and work of Christ and the prophetic unction of the Spirit to call out darkness and error for what it is. We are to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. I'm going to be talking about four categories of blindness out of John chapter 9, for which you and I are to actually be gifted and skilled as watchmen. How in the world can you be a watchman, a bishop, an episcopate, a presbyter, an elder, uh, a pastor, 
and, and not be able to see the enemy coming and not warn the people against the enemy coming. This is what we're going to be talking about. The role of the local church is to preach the truth, cut the lights on and let men and women see what's going on in their world, in their life. Near them and even in their in the space of the home in the church, There's a lot going on. And I want you to be there uh, again. Valley Bible Church in Hercules this Saturday. You can call them, get information. It's going to be free. going to be great. And it's just, I'm looking forward to us enjoying the time. Let me just read a few more excerpts from this uh, very uh, important uh, expose on our government going behind the scenes, working uh, with Google, Facebook, Twitter and everything to shut people down. Um, here is what is stated uh, by them. Um, I want to get to just one very important portion here. All right. I think I'll start here again. On May 10th, the executive sent Mr. Flaherty a list of steps Facebook had taken to increase vaccine acceptance. <laughs> so once the government pressed down on Facebook to stop vaccine hesitancy, they sent a list of steps that they would engage in to influence and push the vaccine. Well, well, listen to me, saints. How much more influence do you need than if you don't take this jab, you're going to lose your job? How much more influence do you need when all of the carping, cartoonish media, uh, I want to just call them stage actors, putting on skits telling you your grandma going to die if you don't take the vaccine? Um, if you take the vaccine, we'll give you some candy bars, donuts and hamburgers. You see how the enemy loves to mock the human race when they are falling prey to succumbing to being worse than an animal. Even the animals have uh, discernment to pick up on uh, enemies when they're coming around. Human beings are the most gullible people on the planet when they shut their brains down. This ought not to be the truth for um, discerning Christians. President Biden, Biden, Press Secretary Jan Paskey, uh, uh, Saki, and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy later publicly vowed to hold the platforms accountable if they didn't heighten censorship. On July 16, 2021, a reporter asked Mr. Biden his message to platforms like Facebook. He replied, they're killing people. I can tell you so many parallels with the whole Holocaust thing. But Jewish people who came out of the Holocaust know this is what's going on. I've got dear loved ones that have been uh, founding members of Grace Bible Church who came from Germany during the time of Hitler's reign. And they see the same things going on in our own country. They say, Pastor, it's nothing new. It's happening again. We're not quite down the line there yet, but we're close enough to be deceived while we are being entrenched with these systems for which after a while people won't be able to overcome. And again, Aaron Cariotti is telling you about the the massive surveillance state that's seeking to control you. He's warning you about the uh, central banking digital credit system. He's warning you about technology about to seize the American people along with many people around the world. If we don't wake up and do something about it, you who call yourself Christians, wake up, wake up. And so there's more here. I think I'll wait until next week to unpack it more. You understand the point. You can find out for yourself what your government is doing. I thank God for the attorney generals in Missouri and Louisiana. I thank God for the governors there exercising their constitutional rights to oppose the federal government when it acts like dictators. It's so funny how the left will point over at the right and say they are the bigots, they are the racists, they are the control mongers, when in reality, 
they're doing exactly the same thing, albeit more covert. That's exactly how the devil works. He distracts you, Genesis 3. He distorts the truth, Genesis 3. He deludes the mind, Genesis 3. Then he deceives the soul, Genesis 3. Then he destroys the life. Five D's of the devil, Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Are you distracted? Are you distorted? Are you deluded? Are you deceived? It's just life being destroyed by the adversary because you don't stand in the truth of God's word. That's what you have to worry about. Let me go to line number uh, one and talk with Jermaine from Alameda. Line number one with Jermaine. Jermaine, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. Yeah, thank you for your patience, my brother. What's your thoughts? Uh, you know, my thoughts, uh, I agree with everything you said, of course. And uh, for me, I still have a hard time with so-called church folks who who try to ostracize myself and other people, these yeah. are people I know, for quote-unquote being dangerous and risking my life to go and worship how I choose. And I, I still have a hard time. Yeah, I have, I've had to pray about it, seeing some of these churches and these people, how they just so willingly align themselves with a government that so obviously is diametrically opposed to what our belief system is supposed to be in. And not just that, but it was very diabolical. They they censored people who were claiming to help people in a very economical and practical way. Yes, sir. And I was a recipient of some of that. I, I used the protocols, and when my household got hit, I was one of the least affected. Yet the, the vaccinated were the ones who I had to pray to see if they were going to live another day. Yeah. So when when um, I see people aligning with these folks who are pro I mean, we've never seen anything like this. This onslaught of the trans movement, the the, the uh, vaccine hesitancy, the labeling people, censoring people, ostracizing people, just everything you laid out. The only thing missing was hell Hitler. And it just makes no sense to me how church folks can do that. So, you know, I um, I appreciate you sharing thoughts that, that we all feel. And I'm just got to continue to do my part to, to educate people and be very compassionate and listening to them. And I also have a very, I hear a very distinct lack of wanting to fess up to the fact that they got hustled. No one wants to say they could have possibly been wrong. Yeah. And maybe just all I hear, the number one excuse I hear is, well, that's what we knew at the time. We, we were following science. I see. So that's where they got you. You're assuming we, they, they fooled you into thinking you're a part of their group in their club. And that's the most sinister tactic of all to make someone follow the enemy's tactics and work for the enemy, not realizing they want nothing to do with you. So, Absolutely. Great job. I'm going to make an observation because I got to take a break here. That is to say um, everything that you said is 100% clear. This is what I meant by uh, the uh, Weimar Republic and Hitler, how that when they first started their campaign, they were separating people as pro and con, good and bad, right and wrong, to the degree that those people were complicit with Hitler's agenda. They all felt comfortable until Hitler started really pressing down his absolute controls on everyone. Many of the Jews bought into it. They'll tell you this now. Many of the Jews bought into Hitler's kind, loving, gracious way of dealing with life the economy because it was so difficult. Many of them succumbed to his lies like it's going on in our government as well. But like you said, Christians ought not to 
and Jews either, because they have the same Old Testament. Torah lays it out. Torah makes it very clear. The heart of men is deceitful and desperately wicked. You don't buy what your government says. You prove them. You prove all things and you hold fast to that, which is good. But we have left off with the Bible today. Christians don't read their Bibles. We've, we've caught them. We're asleep. Uh, and it is not loving to see a policy system harm people and you don't say something about it. It is not loving to not want to know whether or not this, this young man, DeMar Hamlin, was vaccinated because we absolutely know, jabbed really, because that's not a vaccination. We absolutely know that the uh, myocarditis is large in athletes. It is not loving not to want to know whether or not, because you can find out really quickly what it was that really caused him to have that heart attack on him. It's not loving to say, see no evil, hear no evil, uh, speak no evil. That is not love. That's fear. And God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. The time is 621 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open, one 367 In fact, three lines open. Love to hear from some of you new callers. If you have, have listened for the first time or you have never called before, give me a call. Let me hear your voice. Let me hear what you're thinking. one 367 5329 A couple sisters or a couple brothers. Give me a call. You and I have the opportunity to exercise our constitutional rights and speak out, speak up, speak boldly, and by God's grace, accurately about what's going on in our world. Again, one 367 Give me a call. PJ, uh, on the line with you once again, standing on the watchtower and declaring to you that we have seen the enemy coming and the enemy is us. Whenever we fail to do what God, see what Jermaine was saying was, you know, his exacerbation to some degree with church folk is really about the blindness I'm going to talk about in John 9 on Saturday at the breakfast. It really is. Jesus is on his way to the cross. John 9 is almost the pinnacle of the uh, end of Christ's ministry. And there's a blind man that he must heal. He comes to that blind man who was born from birth and he tells that blind man to go to the pool Siloam and wash after putting clay on him. And he does. He comes back seeing. And this is where the whole battle begins. The blind man grew up in church blind all his life. And the rulers were just fine with him being blind. They weren't trying to heal him. They weren't trying to illuminate him. They weren't, they weren't trying to help him get guidance. They didn't want him to see anything. He wanted him, like a lot of your rulers, a lot of your churches just want you to sit in the pews and stay blind and dumb to what's going on in the world. Blind and dumb. And what do you know? They sat there in false religion, empty religion, emotional religion, hyper-intellectual religion, Christless religion, like most of our churches are today, unfortunately, is just true. You can't have a robust proclamation of the person and work of Christ that doesn't cut the lights on everywhere. You can't. You don't get a, 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 a little flame over in the corner while the body of Christ remains ignorant to everything that's going on around them. Jesus said, be circumspect. He says, beware of men. 
And he met all men in all stations of life. Paul made it, made it very clear, Ephesians 5, be circumspect. Make sure your head can go in a complete circle, observing everything around you. Peter says, beware your adversary. The devil goes about as a roaring lion. It's amazing that we would think somehow that our government, whose policies, as Jermaine said, are so rankly hostile to God at the uh, level of life and death, would actually care about you in a medical condition. But this is also what the uh, euphemistic statement has laid out. He who does not know history is compelled to repeat it again. And we are in the midst of a repeat. There's no doubt about it. As I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm deep into the Holocaust right now. And I see so many parallels between the naivete, ignorance, fear, and, uh, and bent not to want to face the truth going on in our world today as it happened back then. I must tell you what's going on. They've taken the methodologies of 1936 to 1945. They've taken many of the scientists, many of the, the uh, perpetrators of crimes back then, arrested them, brought them to the U.S., and, and learned from them how to engage in psyop warfare, warfare at the highest level against other nations and have employed it against its own nation. This has been going on for a long time. This has been going on for a long time. One of these days you're going to say, you know that crazy man on the radio, he's telling the truth. Give me a call, one 367 one Let's go to line three and talk with James from the Bay. James from the Bay, are you there? Yeah. What's going hey, on, man? Hey, how you doing? How you doing, man? I'm, I'm good. What's your thoughts? <laughs> you know, my thoughts, uh, I was listening to, is it Jeremy, the, call, the previous caller? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I know I'm saying his name wrong, but he was saying how he's surprised that the churches are not or in the state they're in. But I'm not surprised simply because when you have so-called reverence, or I call them irreverence, yeah. you know, for example, people with the last go by the last name of Jackson, Sharpton, and Warnock, you know, exactly. Who, don't represent the word of God in any way, shape, or form. That's right. These are, for some reason, for what African Americans listen to. And also, as you mentioned earlier, they're propaganda puppets. So whenever they want to get their message out, that's who they go to. So if that's the case, then we have to do something to change the narrative and I think what, what, what we're not to something. What we're doing is we're, we're tackling truth, like you're, like you've been talking about. We have to take that truth into as many places as possible. Uh, I'm sorry, as, in, as into many churches as possible. Don't know exactly how we do that yet. But maybe we can just do it individually, you know, uh, sharing with one another. But we just have to get out of that mindset because I believe people are waking up, but they still. They still don't know what to go because there's not enough watchmen out there. There's not enough watchmen. So I, I agree with you, and I think we, we, you and I talked about this a little bit before um, the new year. Um, and 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 again, uh, the value value advocacy council out there in San Jose, good group of brothers getting at it on a, a very concrete level. Started talking about writing, uh, making um, 
a newspaper where they can actually run, you know, substantial data and, and get out to the people and start doing it on a, a hand to hand level. I am definitely thinking about getting more involved in putting together and publishing articles and uh, information that we can pass out. It, it has always worked. It can work and it will work again because um, this is going to be part of a um uh, maybe let's use the metaphor of detoxing from social media at the level of, um, you know, our cell phones and our computers uh, with TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, Google and all that in this sense that um, if those systems continue to operate as covert arms of the government to suppress information, we still right now, while we have the freedom of the press to create our, create our own presses, to create our own material. And I, I I'm starting to bubble up because I've got tons of information and I'm about to start writing tracks and just making them available uh, in what, what I call real evangelism. And that's really just everyday evangelism is being who you are as a believer. And when a door opens up, <clears throat> handing out uh, a small track that will give insight into the gospel and give insight into the gospel's power to expose the unfruitful works of darkness and the strongholds that are trapping men and women by imaginations or doctrines, ideologies that exalt themselves against the truth. Well, I think we've got to continue doing that and then passing out this literature. <clears throat> I'm definitely going to make that an arise, move and go agenda for grace this year. And and what I do know, and you, you must know this too, James, uh, you know, the, the small guys, and, and I've got the list of them. I'm going to put them in an article. All of the small guys that the government tried to shut down. You know who I'm talking about. McCullough, um, um, Malone, uh, again, Bhattacharya, um, Cariotti, um, Simone Gold. I, I can go on and on with all of them. Atlas Pierre, Corey, so many who have been fighting the good fight, hundreds and across the nation and the world, thousands, those people haven't been shut down. They're still doing their thing. And they've been able to do what a, a, a faithful servant should do. Just cover the arena and space you're called to. You and I don't have to cover all the space uh, around the world. All we need to do is cover the routes that you and I are called to every day, the little circle here, circle there. Fortunately, technology has the capacity for you to stand in one spot and if God wanted it to blow up and go around the world. For instance, what you and I are doing now, this conversation that you're having with me, James, is unique. I guarantee you, no one at large is talking like this in any common media outlet in the nation. You're not hearing Christians talking with this kind of insight, with this kind of depth, acuity, and conviction around things that are killing people right now in our government policies. You're not hearing that uh, in major media outlets, but they are on platforms on all of all, all of these new uh, mediums that are out there. And so millions of people are still hearing these things. Twitter uh, had hundreds of millions of people um, hearing about um, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the the debacle going on with the Bidens and his son Hunter Biden with the laptop. All that information is out. They're hearing all of this stuff that I'm talking to you about now. It's starting to come out, uh, but we got to continue doing our job because what must occur, not only must we say what was done in the past was wrong, but we've got to press into it as diligent men and women should to find out how wrong it was so that the people that have been harmed and we know they have and we don't love if we know people have been harmed and we don't seek 
reparation for the harm that people legitimately had done. We don't love people if we don't seek to expose uh, corrupt, harmful systems that have debilitated, paralyzed and hindered people's lives. We're not we're not we're not loving if we don't do that. People can't just say, you know, I didn't know. And so I'm just I'm going to leave, leave, you know, uh, bygones as bygones. That is not what it means to be your brother's keeper. So we've got a lot of work to do. And we're going to pray for creative imagination uh, and biblical imagination uh, and biblical freedom to actually uh, spread the good news of the gospel, cut the lights on, expose the wicked, blow the trumpet in Zion, and uh, and, and and God will save his elect. You and I know that. We don't have to worry about not one person for whom Christ died will be lost. Everyone will stand before the judgment seat of Christ and give an answer for the things that they have done in this body, whether it be good or bad. There will be not one devil, not one human being that will be able to say, I did not know. God will not leave himself without a witness. I'm comforted in that. Got to take a hard break. All the lines are open. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. Indeed, we are back. We've got uh, about a segment and a half to go. All the lines are open. one 367 5329 If you have been uh, uh, stimulated by the conversation for the last um, hour and a half, um, give me a call. As I said, I'd love to hear from some new callers. Um, you are in the new year. I know you have said, you know, I want to I want to call the program one day. Well, do it. I've got some space for you. One triple eight three six seven five three two nine one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'm going to read the rest of this article while you're calling uh, just to let you know um, it, the, the media thing is a, it's a mixed bag, right? Because it can be used to convey instructions, imperatives uh um strong arm people but i'm i'm fascinated by this because they're using the same outlets that we all use uh and they know they can watch us and they can survey you know surveillance our um interactions through these different mediums email and stuff but every now and then we get to turn the tables on them don't we so with the freedom of information act we have been able to actually expose our government for doing the thing that um, that I, that we were told by them they would not do. Uh, and so we must um, recognize that they are liars. They lie to us. And that's what James and uh, Jermaine were highlighting in their commentary that uh, they're amazed at that church folk will actually not believe what the Bible says about men being liars and that we just capitulate to what government says as if they have our best interest in view. And that's why God says, don't believe them, test them. He says, don't believe the spirits, try every spirit, whether it's of God or not. But that goes to show you how undiscerning uh, Christians are today. They, they're, they're distracted. They're not willing to say, you know, he could be lying. Let me press this in. And, and really, that's that's really what is called true science. Uh, people I love have come to discover that even in some of the most uh, critical institutions uh, in regards to these matters that, you know, you can you can fabricate any kind of story. You can you can you can produce any kind of literature. 
You can say that you've done tests and, 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 and that those tests have passed. This is certainly the lie that we've discovered in the FDA and the CDC because the, the people who know how to critique uh, trials and and uh, uh, and analysis and different, um, um, if you will, uh, peer review papers to see where the holes are, where the flaws are, where the methodology was wrong, where you left out information, <clears throat> where you did bad science. People know how to do that. That's what God said. He that is first will seem like he's foolproof until your neighbor comes and say, hey, you got holes in this and discover that those holes were there on purpose. Uh, President Biden, Press Secretary Jan Psaki, and Surgeon General Vivek Murthy later publicly vowed to hold the platforms accountable if they didn't heighten censorship on July 21st. Mr. Flowery also strong-armed Google in April 2021. Now we're going from Facebook to Google, accusing YouTube, which it owns, of funneling people into vaccine hesitancy. He said this concern was shared at the highest uh, and I mean highest levels of Washington, and required more work to be done. Uh, Mr. Flaherty demanded to know what further measures Google would take to remove disfavored content, and executives responded that the company was working on uh, how to address that. These emails established a clear pattern. Mr. Flaherty, representing the White House, expresses anger at the company's failure to censor COVID-related contents to his satisfaction. Ladies and gentlemen, this is fascism. Don't you believe you are in a constitutional country? This is fascism. The companies changed their policies to address his demands. As a result, thousands of Americans were silenced for questioning government-approved COVID narratives. Two of the Missouri plaintiffs, Jay Bhattacharya, I'm hoping to have him on, and Martin Koldorf, are epidemiologists whom multiple social media platforms censored at the government's behest for expressing views that were scientifically well-founded but diverged from the government line. Did you hear that? scientifically well-founded but diverged from the government line. Is this Germany and is this Russia, is this China or what? For instance, that children and adults with natural immunity from prior infections don't need COVID jabs. Hear it again. Your children, 90 plus percent of Americans have already been through the various forms of COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. You don't need it. Your immune system is much better. Plus, you've been told, and we already know it now by more evidence coming in, that this jab destroys your immune system. It breaks it down because of all of the, the junk that's going on with the lipid nanoparticles and this weird spike protein that's going everywhere else and creating a real inhibition in your own natural immune system. We already know that. So why would you want to destroy your health with something that doesn't work, that you got to keep taking every six months, that never keeps up with the new variants anyway? Not possible. So you got to think, ladies and gentlemen, you really do have to think. 
emails made public through earlier lawsuits, Freedom of Information Act, and Elon Musk's release of the Twitter files has already exposed a sprawling censorship regime involving the White House, as well as the Centers for Disease, CDC, and Prevention, the Department of Homeland Security, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and other agencies. The government directed tech companies to remove certain types of material and even to censor specific posts and accounts. Again, these included truthful messages casting doubt on the efficacy of masks and challenging COVID-19 vaccine mandates. There you go. The First Amendment bars government from engaging in viewpoint-based censorship. The First Amendment bars government from engaging in viewpoint-based censorship. The state action doctrine bars government from circumventing constitutional structure by suborning private companies to accomplish forbidden ends indirectly. I could go on and on and on. You ought to know this yourself. We all need to be studying the uh, studying the, uh, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights more avidly because we are unhinged from our own national rights as we are unhinged from the Bible. Let me go to uh, line number one and talk with Lisa from San Jose. Lisa from San Jose, are you there? Hi, good evening, Dr. Gastand, or Pastor Gastand, how are you? How are you? I'm doing good. I just want to say thank you so much for getting this information out in such a clear manner and a direct manner and biblically based. Yeah. I just think that after everything we've been through these past three years, that it's just not going to let up. And we can put our guard up as much as we, you know, we can, but it's the assault is going to continue on all of our rights, as well as those of our children and unborn children. And um, it's going to basically take an act of God and courage from from godly men to to correct this situation and i just want to say thank you for bringing to light these uh false narratives these lies this betrayal uh that we are going through yeah you know Um, what i'm I'm gonna take a break here but i'm gonna use that uh concern that you just rendered about where we are and i'm gonna actually share with you what i believe is a more um, comprehensive warfare that we're fighting. And I'm hoping that it will give you hope um, because it, there's some serious good battles going on. I'm going to talk about that to close out our program. And I, I definitely want to thank you for the call, Lisa. God bless you. Pray for me. I'll continue praying for you. Um, remember, faith is optimistic by nature. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And that hope is not predicated upon a kind of whimsical uh, dire, uh, distress. It is rooted in the promises of God. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that before we close and, uh, and, and give all of us some, uh, some, uh, encouragement to be bold in the Lord and to tell the truth, no matter what we got to pay for that price. Thank you for the call, my dear sister. We've got to take a hard break. I'll be right back. And now back to lifeline. We are back for sure. And we're winding down our program at 6.51. We are full of uh, echoes there. Our dear sister was concerned about um, 
the relentless nature of our, our government. There's no doubt about it. We, we could talk about it and we could understand that there's a fog into which we go. I, I talked to my own congregation because we were trusting that we were going to come into the new year. And what I said to them as I preached uh, on our first message, our theme this year at Grace in Hayward, where I'm senior pastor, is arise, move, and go. And I'm coming out of John 5, 31, 14, 31, rather, where Jesus, the Lord Jesus, has um, opened up the final discourse on the work of the third person, chapter 14, 15, and 16, the work of the Spirit of God. Uh, and he told his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, you may be also. If it weren't true, I wouldn't have told you. Now, most of these, most of the time, these passages are just used at funerals about us dying and going to heaven, but that's not true. Christ went to prepare a place for us to be with him in terms of our position with him at the right hand of God the Father. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ at the right hand of God with Jesus right now. Not when we die right now, certainly when we die, but right now we dwell with Christ in an authority by which we represent him on earth. So that, as he said in John 20, around verse 31, as the father has sent me, so send I you. And what I'm teaching our church at Grace to do is recognize our calling to be missional about our life as it was for Jesus. He told the disciples, tarry ye until you be endowed with power from on high and you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So shall you be my witnesses. But I must warn you that over the last 40 years of my own observance of the pouring out of the Holy Ghost, very, very, very few times have I seen a real manifestation of it. Um, uh, most of the time it's the buffoonery of empty religious emotionalism. That is not the Holy Ghost. Empty religious emotionalism is not the Holy Ghost because the spirit of the living God is designed to conform you to Christ, make you like Christ, and mostly grant you the power to actually bear record to the truth in Christ over against a hostile world. You read the book of Acts. It is not that they're just running around in church, falling backwards, acting a fool, speaking in tongues. That's not the evidence of the gift of the Holy Spirit at all. We know because people fall down and get up and continue to live like hell. Never, ever walking in the boldness of the gospel and telling men and women what the truth of the gospel is. But when you go through the book of Acts carefully, guess what you see? You see the spirit of God giving men boldness and clarity to preach the word of God in the face of opposition. You see our churches today cowering like little like little children in the playground. As soon as the government says, do what we tell you, it doesn't even matter whether what they're telling you to do is kill your babies in the womb, poison them at five years old, uh, poison the old women with with policies that old men and women with policies that just about killed most of them. This is why we're going to court against our government, by the way, with this thing that happened. As we understand the atrocity committed in the policies that were not right. That's what Bhutachari and that's what Kiriati and that's what Atlas and the others are going to court for. We will win. <clears throat> we will win either now or in glory. But my point to you, ladies and gentlemen, is this. You are wrong when you think that 
majority is right. You are wrong when you think that power is right. You are wrong when you think that just because they have the white coats on, they're right. What Jesus said concerning the Pharisees in his day, if they wear broad phylacteries on their on their uh, shawls, on their garments, on their foreheads, and they go about tinkling and quoting scripture as if they really are connected to God, but he says they are white wall sepulchers, graves over which men walk and no one can determine. They are avarice and greedy. They devour widows' houses and they engage in the most grotesque perversions that anyone could imagine. That was Christ's assessment of false, empty, so-called spirit-filled religion. That is the, the absolute manifestation of what's going on today for me. On the other end of the spectrum, empty ceremonial, uh, ceremonialism that goes on in many of your ritualistic churches, empty ceremonialism, uh, sermons that have nothing to do with reality. Don't exalt God. Don't expound scripture. Don't point us to Christ and don't give us the boldness to love our neighbor as ourselves. Unfortunately, you got a lot of that going on too. But listen to me, ladies and gentlemen, there is a people that are super committed to the true and the living God, and they're not sticking their finger in the air, wondering which way the wind is going to blow, and then conveniently following that pattern. That's not what it means to be a servant of the living God. Sorry. When Jesus says, as the Lord, as the Father has sent me in this same manner I'm sending you, he was an outlier. Him and his cousin John were outliers who had the truth, who turned the world upside down in their generation, albeit it was not without controversy. And our Lord is saying in John 14, 31, arise, let us go hence. He was taking his desires, his disciples into the heat of the battle. Just a few hours later, the soldiers would come and take the light of the world and try to snuff it out. And the disciples, like scary sheep, would be scattered. But he told them, I told you these things would happen. Tarry ye until, uh, until you receive power on high. Jesus rose again the third day because he's the truth incarnate. And he met them in the upper room and he told them what they should do. And when, once is, when one really is empowered by the spirit of God, it's not arrogance. This is not a kind of braggadocia thing. This is a compelling by God to tell the truth uh, with, with a humility that God must help us to tell the truth when it's unpopular. They killed almost all of the Old Testament prophets for telling the truth. This has been going on since the beginning of time. The preaching of the word of God and teaching of scriptures to wake you up, not put you to sleep. Not to put you in a context to have a a a, a, a party and, and is to wake you up. Arise, move and go. Ask the call to all of us this generation. Get involved somewhere where they are telling the truth, exalting Christ, helping the poor, opening the eyes of men and women so they can do it as it is, do the truth as it is in Jesus. Thank you. I'm glad I got one minute left. That's the whole point, ladies and gentlemen. You're not here to be comfortable. You're here to be committed. You're not here to play games and be entertained. That's not the blessing of the Lord, the blessing of the Lord. That's not that. Wait, listen, the enemy is encompassing us about. There's no doubt about that. But ask God to open your eyes as he did the servant of Elisha. The servant of Elisha, Elisha, master, master, do you see all of these Syrians surrounding you? And the master said to him, but do you see the Lord's army encompassing us about? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. 
See you on Saturday and on Sunday. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.